One man, one mission, to equip the Church of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and awaken the Church to the voice of the Spirit. David Cuppet brings to you the School of the Holy Spirit from one of his many missions from around the world, where he aligns with apostolic leaders to eradicate spiritual blindness and reveal the true authority of believers in Christ, to prophesy, heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the lepers. Open your heart and get ready to receive all that the Holy Spirit has for you in this week's session of the School of the Holy Spirit. School is in session. Okay, guys, I've been uh, getting a lot of questions about this whole concept of a new creature. Um, I think I think things that you know this this whole revelation um, awakens people to a completely different concept of church. Uh, and shifts people out of a church going, you know, going to church in a religious mindset, and jumping into into the awakening uh, that Christ originally intended for the believer, and specifically for the church and how the church is supposed to function. And so, um, I'm going to spend a few more series on the cross, the mountain, and the new creature, uh, because it's it's really an important element in the awakening and transitioning a person out of a mindset of religious, you know, just trying to get by in life, just trying to survive, um, and jumping into the, the way of the Spirit. And so um, I want to talk today, and I want to connect the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the equipping of praying in tongues with the uh, revelation of the cross, um, you know, the victory of the cross is a supernatural thing. It actually destroyed the, it, it says in the Bible, it says it destroyed sin, it destroyed death, right? Jesus descended into hell. He took all the keys and now he holds the keys of life, but also the keys of death and sin. There's nothing that Christ doesn't hold. And, um, you know, the concept that, um, you know, I introduced to you over the last, uh, or actually throughout this whole series is that, you know, originally when the Lord brought Moses up the mountain, it was to meet the nation. It was intended to have face-to-face -face glory encounters. Um, and why is that important? Because uh, it's the touch of the Lord. It's the encounter with the Lord that literally transforms you. He changes your spiritual DNA. He changes your limitations. Um, he, you know, when Moses came down off the mountain, his face glowed, symbolizing that he was something different that didn't exist previously. Okay. He carried a glory and the Lord says you are to be, you, you are to, to walk from glory to glory. So in our relational connection with the Holy Spirit, the expectation in our prayer life should be abundant. It should be exciting. It should be, um, the, you know, the, the, you should function with the revelation that the Lord is going to awaken and reveal a new thing in you today. Um, and people say, well, how, how do you have so many encounters? How does, how, you know, when you talk about these supernatural experiences in places where the Lord leads you, you know, and I always tell people, there's no way that stuff happens unless you have the mountain experiences with the Lord himself. He is the one who continues to reveal and unveil who you are in Christ. Okay, so this concept of a new creature is an important thing. And it's actually something that is unveiled through your lifetime. It's unveiled from the perspective that not only are you set free from sin, but your mind is renewed in the spirit. Meaning that when you 
connect in your prayer life in spirit, it's knowing that Christ is going to reveal the next step. He's going to reveal the new thing. He's going to break you through something you're struggling with, right? He it, it, and it's a completely different. It's a it's a completely different mindset from old fashioned religion. I mean, a lot of you who have listened to my stuff are probably having a revelation that there's a reason you're powerless. There's a reason why you don't cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead, prophesy to people, um, and and awaken their destiny. It's because you haven't encountered him continuously on the mountain, the mountain of which is actually a symbol of your prayer life. You've not entered into the equipping of the Holy Spirit, and 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 through this supernatural way of the Spirit, connect to the mind of the Spirit, which is where um, your destiny is unveiled it's 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 um released to this world so to speak um and that's where the concept of a new creature comes into play right he you know the likes of which did not exist previously he speaks to you and suddenly the darkness drops off of you 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 step into what he called you to be and the supernatural flows out of you and I want to uh, spend a little bit of time talking about the reason or the way of the Spirit. Um, I'm going to talk probably in the next few sessions about the gift of tongues. Um, I'm getting a lot of questions about how tongues connects to all this stuff. And um, so I want to emphasize the way of the Spirit and how tongues are um, the key that, that allows the Holy Ghost to express who you really are or to unveil who you really are okay so the essence of this is that you should realize that the only way that you step into what christ destined you to be is through a supernatural prayer life every new creature every person born again in the holy ghost has a supernatural prayer life there is no such thing as a person who do, who does supernatural feats in the Holy Ghost and does not have a supernatural prayer life, i.e. praying in tongues and embracing the way of the Spirit. And so I want to I want to jump into that today. Uh, in Ecclesiastes, um, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before in some of the other teachings that are on the Charisma podcast uh, about this particular verse in Ecclesiastes um, verse, uh, I'm sorry, chapter three, verse 11, it says he has made everything beautiful in, in its time. He has also put eternity in their hearts or some, some versions say eternity is locked in the hearts of men and only the Lord himself can unlock it. That right there should break you free. If you grab hold of that, what, what I just said, that should break you free from, oh my gosh, why am I striving and trying to achieve in religion when I should be embracing the gift of the Holy Spirit because only the Holy Spirit can unlock who you really are? And that, is, that in essence, is um, initially, it, it's, it's almost like you're initially equipped when you were first baptized in the Holy Ghost. But as you continue in your prayer life, every time he speaks to you, there's another key, there's another lock opened, and you step further away from limitation and into an unlimited life, okay? And actually, you step into the destiny by which the Lord um, destined you, okay? It says, it says um, 
it, it says in, in the book of Ephesians that he predestined you, okay? He actually uh, predestined you before, I'm sorry, in the book of Romans, that actually says he predestined you before the foundations of the earth, right? And that's a, that's a very important thing uh, that goes along with uh, this verse in, in Ecclesiastes that actually changes your concept and understanding of what happened at the fall in the garden, okay? You know, Adam. it says that Adam walked with the Lord, and then suddenly they were deceived and they saw themselves naked, and that nakedness is actually, um, it's actually opposite of what you think it means. It says their eyes were open, but actually their eyes were closed. In the spirit world, they were closed to the spirit world. They were opened to the earth. They were opened to the earthly realm. Suddenly Adam in the fall became conscious of the earth and he lost his consciousness of the spirit, Right. When it, it says that when the Lord came after after the fall, Adam shook in fear. He was no longer conscious of the love and the relationship of the Holy Spirit. He was conscious of the world of the earth of the earth realm. Okay, and so the concept of Christ coming, he broke sin and death, meaning he 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 made a way to break you free from having your mind being conscious to the earth and the limitations of the earth right? If you, if you are conscious of the earth, you take on the nature of the ruler of the earthly realm, which is Satan. What is the nature of, of Satan? He doesn't have peace. He's separated from God. He's angry, resentful, bitter. These are all things that oppose the Holy Spirit, right? So if you are in those things, if you are bound in those natures of Satan, we have to get you set free. We have to break you out of the limitations of the earthly realm and, and have your mind be set on a couple things. Number one is the Lord has a plan for your life. He has a destiny for your life. And when he actually accomplished the cross and he, baptized, he sent the Holy Ghost and you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, you have access by the Holy Spirit to continually be unveiled right? The sons of God, it says in the book of Romans that the sons of God will be unveiled on the earth. And so when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, you um, become something or have, have the opportunity to become what he truly called you to do. Many of you, um, if you have, were baptized in the Holy Spirit in environments where prophetic people um, were able to interpret the voice of the Lord and begin to speak your destiny, right? You you became aware of of a destiny that did not that you were not aware of before, but the Lord was revealing it. Okay, so by the gifts of the Spirit, and that's the way the church functions or should function. The church should function not to conform you to a routine and the acceptable philosophies of the church. The church really in a simple way, should function in the power of the Holy Spirit that you, all of you are hearing the voice of the Lord and helping each other step into the destiny that the Lord has for you. And that will be unveiled, unlocked over, over a series of time, okay? Um, and so, you know, as, as an example, if you, if you look at, at Jeremiah, right? Jeremiah, he's a kid, he's in his teens, 
And the Lord comes to him and says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, right? The Lord is basically saying, hey, I'm repeating Ecclesiastes 3 to you, right? That I put eternity in your heart. I knew you before time. I knew you before um, you were birthed into the earth. And I'm here personally to pour my oil on you. I'm going to touch you. I'm going to breathe you right? I'm going to breathe on you and awaken you to what I call you, not what the world calls you and what your fears and limitations and everything else that you set your mind in the earthly realm on. But I'm going to speak to you, Jeremiah. And when I awaken you, you're going to suddenly have dreams and visions. You are going to have my hand touch your mouth and you are going to be able to prophesy my heart to the earth. And through you, Jeremiah, Everything around you will not be the same ever again, right? And then the Lord goes on with Jeremiah and he, he confirms that Jeremiah has a spiritual gifting and awakening to hear the voice of the Lord. The Lord actually asks him uh, in chapter one, after he touches his mouth, it says, um, he goes, Jeremiah, what do you see? And Jeremiah says, I see a branch, right? So the Lord responds back and says, you are correct, Jeremiah. What I let you see or what I cause you to see in vision and dream, I will execute it. All I'm asking you to do is you speak it, right? And the Lord said, when you speak it, you will both tear down and destroy the kingdoms of darkness and you will build and plant and establish the kingdom on earth. What does that mean? That actually means when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, and this, this analogy, this picture is not just for this unique prophet that made uh, the Bible, right? He's, he's a guy that he made the top prophets and he made the Bible. This is actually an illustration for every person listening right now. Every person that's walking on this earth, if you are touched by the Holy Ghost, this is the pathway to awakening because ultimately, when the Spirit of God comes upon you, He equips you to hear Him and see vision, right? That was in the book of Joel, chapter 2. It says, when I pour out my Spirit upon you, you will dream dreams and have visions, and you will prophesy. And this picture with Jeremiah is actually the picture of every believer, right? Jeremiah says, I'm but a youth. Who am I? And the Lord says, do not fear that you are a youth. You know me, Jeremiah. And because you know me, I make you supernatural. I make you a new creature, something that didn't exist before. This is what I predestined in you, Jeremiah, before the foundations of the earth. And I choose right now to unveil you to the world, right? And so what is our part in this? Our part as a new creature is to realize that we become or we step into our destiny when we embrace the way of the Spirit. You can't embrace, many of you guys have, have, have gone to church for years, you've questioned um, powerlessness, you've questioned routine, you've questioned the bitter, you know, the, the chitter chatter, bitter back and forth and breakups and all this stuff that happened in churches. And I'm here to tell you that that's actually not the way of the Spirit. And that's actually not the, the, the functioning representation of what Christ calls his church. Christ calls his church one who is baptized in the Holy Ghost, who holds the keys, 
right? Jesus said, told his disciples that I will give you the keys. Whatever you bind on earth has already been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth has already been loosed in heaven. What's he mean by the keys? He means that when he comes to you in the spirit, when you set your mind on the spirit and you learn to pray in the Holy Ghost to draw him to speak to you, every time he speaks to you, those are keys. And what did he tell Jeremiah? He says, if I let you see it, I will execute it. Say that again. You need to find like five people today and tell them, if the Lord lets you see it, he will execute it. Okay? So the point being is that Jesus is saying the gates of hell will not prevail when you set your mind, when you set your heart on me, when you come to me and relate to me in prayer, I will reveal things to you. I'll reveal secrets to you and I will make you supernatural. That's in essence, guys, what the new creature is. One who sets their heart and mind on the Holy Ghost, knowing that the Lord has a new thing to speak to them today. And so the question is, how do you get there? How do you get there every morning, right? Jesus, the pattern of Jesus is he always went away to pray. And every, almost in every chapter in, in the four gospels, it says that Jesus went away to pray. He comes out of prayer. One day they go to the woman at the well. One day they go, um, you know, to the, to the multitude. One day they, they, they are confronting kings um, and the Jewish leaders and the Pharisees. How, how does Jesus know where to go and what to do every day? He went into prayer. He's, he sought the direction of the Holy Spirit, and it says that the Holy Ghost led his steps. Jesus actually in John 5 says, I only do what I see my Father doing, right? Jesus had a completely different operating system from the dead religious Pharisee guys. And I've spent enough time talking about that in this, in this series previously. But the Pharisees who had Scripture, put it this way, if the Scripture could have delivered the Pharisees, did they need Jesus? They were confounded. They were like, you know, we're doing everything in the scripture. And Jesus is saying to, the, to these Pharisees, you don't even know me. I'm standing right in front of you. I am the living Christ. I am the God of heaven. Right? And so the operating system of the new creature, you have to realize that if, if you try to do what you did in old dead church, you're wasting your time. You literally have to throw out the vast majority of everything you learned, everything that you thought you achieved because you um, went to church every week or, or all, all of the religious um, feel-good things. And all I'm telling you here today is it is by the Holy Ghost that you are made supernatural. It is by the Holy Ghost that uh, the heaven is unveiled in your heart and, your, and, and what was locked inside of you um, is brought forward as this new creature, as a supernatural thing. See, you guys have to realize there is a supernatural you locked inside of you. And the only way it can get out is through setting your mind on the way of the Holy Ghost. Okay? Jesus sent one thing. You've heard me say it a thousand times. If you've listened to my stuff, Jesus, the victory of Christ on the cross, ultimately positioned Jesus Christ to do one thing, and that is to send the power of the Holy Ghost. That is the essence of the new covenant, guys. And if you set your mind on the way of the Spirit and in a daily prayer life to hear Him and pray and supplicate in tongues, right? 
Um, you will become something that didn't exist before. Every encounter with the Holy Ghost is an impartation. It's a change. It's a transfiguration. You glow brighter. You, you burn with a fervency even more because his voice is pulling you out of limitation and positioning you in an unlimited place, right? To become what Christ intended you to really be. And it all centers around supplication, okay? Um, in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah talks about supplication. Jeremiah 31, 9 actually says that they shall come weeping and with supplication, I will lead them. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the called ones, those who are baptized in the Holy Ghost, right? He's talking about, um, he's referencing here in the Old Testament about the nation of Israel, but that is actually a symbol of the body of Christ. It's actually those who are stepping and becoming a new creature and embracing through supplication. So he's, he's, he's basically saying um, through supplication and, and, and just, a, you know, a few more references. Jesus, again, he went into prayer every, every day, every night he went into prayer. That, that's a form of supplication, right? David referenced many, many times the concept of praying supernaturally in the spirit in supplication. Jeremiah, again, I mean, all a, a lot of the prophets reference this concept of supplication, meaning a heart cry. They realize that they are so Christ dependent. They are so in need of Christ. Their hunger and thirst and all of their life is centered on the need of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And if there's one thing I want you to get out of this discussion um, is that the new creature is dependent to hear the voice of the Lord. And the way you hear the voice of the Lord is through this amazing gift of tongues. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about a, a, a few scriptures here and, and continue to connect um, the, your supernatural prayer life and the, and the gift of tongues to your supernatural walk in the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, in the book of Zephaniah uh, chapter three, the Lord the Lord like goes off on this. My church will be an army. My people will be something supernatural. It's kind of like the way uh, Joel chapter two starts out where, where the Lord is saying that, uh, you know, his army uh, will be supernatural. They'll climb the walls. They'll be unstoppable. They will shake the earth. Uh, strongholds will fall. Uh, principalities will be broken. Um, and that's the way in Zephaniah 3, the Lord is describing in the latter part of the, of the chapter, he's describing this army. And he, 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 says, um, he says something that's very important about the connection to the heart of the awakened believer, this supernatural soldier in Christ. He says in verse 9, Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 9, he says, For then I will turn he says, for then I will return to the people a pure language that they may call on me upon the name of the Lord to serve him with one consent. Now, a pure language, I mean, if you study the word pure, he's actually talking about to make bright, to enlighten, to invade, to purge, to cleanse. He's actually revealing that if you cry out to him in supplication in this pure language it's a supernatural cry 
Okay, it is a it is a relational connection to the spirit that makes you supernatural, that you may serve in a supernatural fashion, that you may not go through religious routines and just go to church on Sunday, but you will cry out in your prayer life and he will make you one person, a new creature, an an army, an extension of the arm of the Lord on this earth. Okay, and it's connected to a heart cry. Okay, he will return to pure language. I can tell you this. I've worked with a lot of people. I've seen thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people baptized in the Holy Ghost. They get activated and pray in tongues. But the transition from your born again experience into becoming what Christ truly says you are and the unveiling of what is locked inside of you. Not many get there. Okay, you know why? Because they still have a mindset, even though they had a spiritual experience, they still have a mindset that keeps them bound in the limitations of the earth and they think naturally as a mere man. But what Jesus actually said that he will make you something that didn't exist before, right? He he says that he will take you to the secret place, a presence of the Lord, and he'll release you, right? What did he do to David? He poured oil on him. David, symbolizing the Holy Spirit, David prayed and cried out in the sheep field, in the shepherd field, right? Read the Psalms, guys. He actually sat and and prayed. He loved the presence of the Lord. And it was his prayer life that equipped him to take down the lion, to take down the bear, and ultimately to take down the giant, to um, to transform a kingdom, right? To transform a nation was all done through the awakening of a prayer life and absolute dependence on what the Lord was going to say to him. And the way it functioned, the, everything centered, you know, if you look at Zion with the way Zion was set up, they, they set up the worshipers 24 hours a day to cry out. They, they prayed in the spirit and they worshiped. And what happened? Prophecy flowed like water. What is prophecy? It is the will of God released on earth. It is the vision of the Lord. It's not just repeating scripture. That's not prophecy. Okay. There are prophecies written in scripture. There's prophecies in the Bible. I'm talking about what the Lord is saying today in this moment. What is, what does he want to release? And that is what the supernatural is. Okay. Right. I mean, I've told you many stories of, you know, the Lord giving me vision And then I release the vision and either an individual or a whole body. Suddenly, you know, people are being broke free from broken free from 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 their shame, their unbelief, their inability. They're being baptized in the Holy Ghost. That's because the Lord awakened in me a prayer life where I hunger and thirst for the presence of the Lord, knowing that when I supplicate, when I cry out in supernatural prayer, he will speak. Okay. And so, you know, people say, well, all right, tell me more. Why, why, why is this prayer life so important? Well, let me, let me give you another thing here. And I mean, if you, if you trust and rely on the Holy Spirit, a lot of people look at the Holy Spirit as an optional thing. Like, and I just, I don't get that. I, I mean, the Holy Spirit is the central theme of the new covenant. It is what makes you supernatural. And if you understand the mind of the Holy Ghost, you would you would so fall in love with the Holy Ghost and depend on the Holy Ghost, expecting in the Holy Ghost 
because the Holy Ghost is for you and not against you, okay? Jesus said this in John 16, and I'm going to start with verse 7. Um, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. That's the whole intent of the cross, guys. He, he takes down sin and death, and he sends you the Holy Ghost that you may become a new creature. Verse 8, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Okay, now let's just pause right there. The majority of the church is locked in a mindset that you're a sinner, you're a woeful sinner, you're never going to get out of that sin, and you're just a sinner, and the judgment is upon you. Well, listen, the four or five messages that that uh, pre- precede this, on talking about the new creature, the cross, and the mountain, is really designed to get you out of a religious mindset, okay? That you are being judged right? If the blood of Jesus came upon you and the blood of Jesus was shed for sin, if you are still feeling guilty and responsible for junk and all of the the sin and the stuff you did, right? We got to break that, right? In fact, right now in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for the power of the Holy Ghost to come upon the listener. If anybody is struggling with condemnation and guilt, that is a lie from the devil that they are, and I decree over them, they are no longer bound in sin, death, and shame. They are bound in the blood of Christ and the victory of the resurrection of Christ, which is by the power of the Holy Ghost. I release that upon them right now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so verse 9. He says, of sin because they do not believe in me, which is, okay, that's the prayer we just we just said, guys. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, and of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Did you just hear that part? The ruler of this world is judged? Do you realize that the reason Jesus Christ sent the Holy Ghost to baptize you in the Holy Ghost, to equip you with prayer and supplication, is so when you pray in tongues and supplicate to him, he will speak to you. He will break that heavy yoke upon you. He will break that, that condemnation. He breaks the guilt, right? The work of the Spirit is against the demonic. Did you hear that? The work of the Holy Ghost is to attack and overcome the demonic that has a grip on the powerless church. If you are in a form of powerlessness, if you, if you think you are not going to overcome, if you think you can't, if you can't achieve, that you're always going to be bound in drugs or limited, that is a lie from the devil. And then Jesus did not send his Holy Spirit to condemn you. He sent his Holy Spirit to crush the head of the serpent, to continue the crushing of it, right? Jesus on the cross, it says that he crushed the head of the serpent. All victory is in the hands of Christ. The keys of life and death and sin are in the, in, the, in the hand of Christ. And so why did he send the Holy Spirit? He sent the Holy Spirit so that you can embrace the way of the Spirit and set your mind on the Spirit. So how do I set my mind on the Spirit? You go pray in the Holy Ghost. You pray and pray and pray. Listen, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I wasn't supernatural. I, I started doing supernatural things, but I wasn't delivered for many years, I still struggled with depression and despair and uh, things like that. But I believed. All I can tell you is I believed. And the only place I could find peace is when I prayed in tongues. And that's why I prayed in tongues in the early days 
2005, six, seven, I would, I would spend all nighters praying in the Holy Ghost because I had peace. I had peace and I could hear the voice of the Lord and that, that yoke of evil would break off of me. And I can't tell you how many deliverances, I, I, countless deliverances where the Lord would, would show up and, and address fear. He would show up and address anxiety. He would show up and address uh, a, a generational curse of, of that maybe was a, a you know sorcery or something that was put upon my family. I mean, showing me visions, talking to me specifically about it, and then equipping me, giving me um, things in the spirit. And I come out of I come out of those encounters changed. I come out something that I wasn't before I went into them, and that's why I fell in love with the Holy Ghost. Because I knew that he was for me and not against me. And every time I heard him, he would unveil something new, right? India never would have been unveiled in 2015 to send me to India and every all the supernatural stuff that happened in India. Toledo and the School of the Spirit and everything that, that's been happening and all these new places across the United States now that the Lord has connected me with to birth new things in new places that never would have happened without falling in love with the Holy Ghost. And all, I'm, I'm encouraging you guys fall in love with the Holy Ghost and set your mind on the way of the spirit. I don't care what you feel right now in this moment, but if you decide to fast and pray, he will show up. His presence will come. That yoke will be broken. And the new creature that's locked inside of you will step out into this victory way of life because that's how you learn the way of the spirit, okay? And I wanna teach something. I've taught this before several times, um, but I wanna, I wanna spend a few minutes talking about Isaiah 28 because um, Isaiah 28 verse nine to 12 actually is connected with Zephaniah uh, chapter three, verse nine, okay? Again, in Zephaniah, it says, For then I will return to the people of pure language, that they may call upon my name, that they may serve me, that they may be in aligned with me, right? And so that, that element of a soldier, of a supernatural warrior in Christ being awakened that can take down giants comes through a revelation that the Lord is for you, he's not against you, and he wants to talk to you. And the reason he gives you the gift of tongues is that when you pray in tongues, you are supernaturally calling on the Lord to speak to you, to show up for you, for the Holy Spirit to come and judge your enemies. Like we talked in, in uh, John 16, right? That the Holy Ghost would come and judge the ruler of this world. That the ruler of this world doesn't have the the right to you because Christ's blood paid for you and the Holy Spirit is here to enforce the work of the blood, okay? So again, in Isaiah 28, starting with the verse nine, it says, to whom will he teach? The word teach there um, actually, actually means to whom will he transform? Whom will he make new, okay? Which goes in line with the revelation of a new creature. So to whom will he teach knowledge? And I'm reading out of the Amplified. The word knowledge is not actually worldly knowledge. It's not even scriptural knowledge. The word knowledge there um, actually means 
uh, it actually references back to uh, when Jesus was baptized in uh, Isaiah 11. It says that Jesus walked in the sevenfold spirit of God. One of the spirits is the spirit of knowledge. Do you know the spirit of knowledge is not memorized scripture? The spirit of knowledge is about knowing the Father. It's a relational gifting, okay? So when he's asking the question here, to whom will he teach knowledge? He's actually saying, to whom will he unveil relational connection to the Father? That's a supernatural positioning statement, guys. Who, to whom will he connect you supernaturally to? Okay, so continuing on. And, and to whom will he make to understand the message? That's actually not biblical scripture. He's, that's not what he means. He's saying, to whom will he understand the message? He's actually saying, to who will hear the voice and understand the voice? He's, he goes on, he says, those who are babies just weaned from milk, taken from the breast. Is it his, uh, is it his uh, religious guys like the Pharisees repeating scripture over and over? Precept upon precept, line upon line. He answers, verse 11, he says, no, 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 no. But the Lord will teach you in a more humiliating way, meaning it takes a humble heart to enter the spirit, okay? No, he will teach you in a more humiliating way by men with a stammering lip and another tongue. What's he saying, guys? He's saying that you will be taught when you enter into the way of the Spirit. You pray in the Holy Ghost and you connect with me spirit to spirit. You set your mind on the Spirit and you trust that my Holy Ghost is actually working for you. That you may come boldly to my throne. That you may ascend the mountain to encounter me. That's what prayer is, guys. It's an ascension of the, of the mountain. It's an ascension of the limit. It actually breaks through the limit you are struggling with by praying in the Holy Ghost. It's the way of the Spirit. I don't know why he did it. Why did he, why did he say that you will enter my presence with a stammering lip and another tongue? I don't know. All I know is that when I pray in the Holy Ghost and over the years as the Lord has transitioned me from glory to glory, I can walk in a room now and I can look at, I can look at every person in that room and the Lord will speak to me about them. I can prophesy. I can walk. I could stand in the mall and prophesy all day long. If the Lord was leading me to do that. But, you know, dealing with that type of a gift is a, is a whole different teaching. Um, I didn't want to go there with that. But the point is that the more you progress in the Holy Ghost, the wall of separation between this world and, and, and heaven is actually broken down. And the only way I can actually walk into a room and prophesy over a whole church, individual after individual after individual, and know the will of God for their life as he gives me intricate details and visions about them is because that middle wall of separation was broken down prayer time after prayer time, month after month, year after year, as he imparts glory to glory to glory. And the only thing keeping you from that level of use of spiritual gift is your prayer life. Okay? That's why I encourage people. I mean, I've told, I've taught about the season in 2012 where the Lord led me to pray in tongues six hours a day. 
Um, but I'll say it again. I had encounters with angels. Jesus introduced me to angels with specific names for specific purposes. Um, and those encounters literally changed me. I came out of that season with abilities, supernatural abilities in the spirit that I didn't have before I went into it. Okay. So again, the Lord says, no, I will teach you with a stammering lip and another tongue. I will impart to you, right? I will teach you. I will cause you to encounter me and have real heavenly knowledge, not just scripture and all the interpretations that man has on scripture. I will impart knowledge of heaven, of my heart, of your destiny, of purpose into you with a stammering lip and another tongue. And verse 12 is a very important verse, guys. It says, uh, to these, um, he has said, this is the true rest, the way of comfort and happiness that you may give the weary rest. This is the refreshing, okay? So, point blank question. Are you going to continue whining, complaining about powerlessness and dealing with and struggling with fear and anxiety and depression and inability? Or are you going to automatically say, nope, I'm going to enter into the way of the spirit. I'm going to enter into the rest, the, the comforting of the Holy Ghost and expect the Holy Ghost to interpret my heart, to pray through me with supplication and to supernaturally crush my enemies, crush fear, crush limitation, crush despair. And out of prayer, I step closer into the new creature, the real destiny that Jesus has for my life. Amen. So, you know, as we continue on in this, tongues are crucial. It's not like an optional built, uh, you know, an optional tack on that many churches and denominations presented as tongues is actually a central element in allowing the Holy Ghost to express um, himself through you in your prayer life and allow the unveiling of this destiny that the Lord has for your life. And so to illustrate this, um, you may say, well, you know, that, you know, Jeremiah, that's an Old Testament thing. And, you know, some of these other things you're talking about, uh, this prayer life and stuff is, is, you know, it's all, you've referenced the prophets in the Old, Old Testament. But, you know, I guess to illustrate this, you know, the book of Romans is a unique book, um, particularly chapter eight. I want to, I want to spend some time connecting the dots with you, particularly, in um in romans uh in, in romans chapter 8 verse 26 and 27 the illustration of this prayer life um as we just talked about in isaiah 28 is mirrored in in romans 8 26 and 27 okay it says likewise the spirit also helps in our weakness Again, that's everything I just taught you, that the, the purpose of Jesus sending the Holy Spirit to equip you, to supernaturally equip you to pray and engage him. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness, meaning our infirmities, our inabilities, what we can't achieve on our own, which is actually 
you, you literally cannot become who you are in Christ without the unveiling power of the Holy Ghost, right? If Jesus depended on his resurrection by the Holy Spirit, do you think you can do it without the Holy Ghost? Yeah, you're a fool if you think you can do it without the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's, that's what the Pharisees thought. The Pharisees thought they could do it without the Spirit. They interpreted Scripture and made a God out of Scripture instead of depending on the, the intended revelation of, of, of the law of Moses, which was that you would fall on your face realizing, I can't do this. I need the Holy Ghost. Okay? I need the Holy Ghost. It's not like I can do it 50% me and 50% him. No, I absolutely am dependent on the Holy Ghost to resurrect me. Jesus was dead off the cross in a tomb, bound in death. And without the Holy Spirit, he never would have came out of the tomb. So do you think you can come out of your tomb? Do you think you can come out of your place of limitation? Do you think you can come out of your prison cell? Do you think you can come out of your cursed family? without the power of the Holy Ghost. No, that's why the Holy Ghost is the central theme, the element of life in the new covenant, okay? So continuing with verse 26, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Whoa. Okay, so now there is absolutely no excuse that you do not know what to pray for as you ought. I, I, thousands of people over the years have come to me and say, I don't know what to pray, so I don't pray, and, and da-da-da, so I don't have a prayer life. And I'm like, well, you were baptized in the Holy Ghost, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're basically neglecting the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. Huh? What do you mean? Yeah, you are neglecting the very essence and power and ability of heaven, the very life that Christ died to give you because if you, and put it this way, if you actually refuse the gift, Jesus actually called that blasphemy. Blasphemy, guys. Why? Because you have not centered your life around the Holy Ghost. You are blaspheming the Holy Ghost. You are misrepresenting what it means to be a new creature, a powerful creature in Christ to raise the dead, cast out devils, baptize people, lay hands on the sick, see them recover, to prophesy, pray in tongues, and all the supernatural ways of the Spirit, you've neglected it. And after, you know, five minutes of that, they say, oh, I guess I need to pray. Yeah. So let's hear it. Can you pray in tongues? Yeah. So your heart is neglecting the Holy Ghost. You are actually refusing the way of the Spirit. And that may sound harsh, but listen, guys, I've been through this enough. I, 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 you can't afford to waste your time trying to pat people on the back and pussyfoot through the, 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 the way of the Spirit. You're either in the Holy Ghost, embracing the Holy Ghost, or you're deceived, okay? And a deceived person, I don't care how many times you go to the altar, until you actually embrace the way of the Holy Ghost, you will never really step into the supernatural and become who you are in Christ, the, the new creature, the likes of which the earth has never seen before, okay? Because ultimately, if you get to verse 27, Romans 8, 27, you would, if you grasp this part of the, of the revelation, you would realize 
that Christ is sitting on the right hand of the Father, interpreting the voice of the Holy Ghost as you pray in tongues. He's interpreting it, and he is in heaven interceding on your behalf. So you, you, have, you have Holy Ghost here praying through you, and you have Christ at the right hand of the Father interceding for you. Okay? Let me read the scripture to make it official here. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Who's he referencing? He's referencing Christ at the right hand of the Father, searching and connected to the Holy Spirit who is searching your heart and allowing the Spirit to pray through you, trusting the Holy Spirit will raise you from the dead place, raise you from the limitation, raise you up. Every time you go into prayer in the morning, he raises you up, right? He raises you. He resurrects you. Okay, continue on. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the perfect will of God. So he, not only did he send you the Holy Spirit, but he equips you with the ability to pray in tongues. Jesus then interprets the tongue from the right hand of the Father in heaven, and that prayer, that tongue, that gift of tongues is the perfect will of God. Holy heck. Do you think it's rigged in your favor? Do you think Jesus actually rigged this thing? He not only conquered sin and death, but he rigged it. But he also made it, he also made it that only those who laid down their earthly prideful mindsets of the flesh and say, you know what, regardless of what, how crazy this whole tongues thing is, regardless of, 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 you know, what my mind is thinking in this natural world, I'm going to lay it all down because Christ sent me the Holy Ghost to do a supernatural thing, to trust in the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would pray through me and send supernatural connection to Jesus Christ at the right hand of the Father in heaven. And together, Christ and the Holy Ghost would impart to you the glory of God, and you would become and conquer day after day, week after week, year after year, you would conquer the darkness. Why? Because if, if you pray in the Holy Ghost and you receive, right, you are taught by the Lord. He gives you dreams and visions. He speaks to you. How did, how, did the, how did the whole thing start? In the book of Genesis chapter one, it says he sought out the darkness. Instead of being afraid of the darkness, the father sought out the darkness. He spoke into it and it says that the darkness could not stop the light. Okay, so the essence of a new creature, as you go into prayer, you pray in the Holy Ghost, you expect to have the vision of the Lord. And when he gives you vision, you begin to pray the vision. That's how you know what to pray for. The whole thing started out with, oh my gosh, I don't know what to pray for as I ought, but the Holy Spirit makes intercession. Yeah, guys, that's the process. Peter didn't know how to preach. Peter didn't know what to say. Peter ran on the night of the crucifixion. But then on the day of Pentecost, when they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, they were praying in tongues. Peter was imparted a vision. He was imparted revelation by the Spirit. He goes, oh my gosh, this is that. This is what was talked about in the book of Jewel. Yeah, the book of Jewel. That they would pour out a spirit upon all flesh. You would dream the dream of the Lord. You would Pray in the Holy Ghost and dream the dream of the Lord. And then you would know what to prophesy. Peter says, this is that. 
Oh my gosh, we're intoxicated with the Holy Ghost. And that is what you guys are to be if you are to function as a new creature. You're to be intoxicated with the Holy Ghost. So to, to illustrate the importance of Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27, and the role of the Holy Ghost praying through you, I want to start backwards. I want to work backwards from Romans chapter 8, the end of the chapter, okay? Um, I'm not, when, if, if you get to Romans, I'm going to read sections of Romans chapter 8. If you go to Romans 35, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. Who is made more than a conqueror? Those who embrace the way of the Spirit, right? Working backwards. If you go back to Romans 8, verse 26 and 27, he gives you the Holy Ghost because you don't know what to pray. He prays through you. And suddenly at the end of the chapter, you are walking in the power of the new creature that neither life nor death nor, nor principality or power, not anything present, not anything future. There is nothing that shall separate you from Jesus Christ in the Holy Ghost, right? In the Holy Ghost. Nothing shall separate you. You know the way of the Spirit. That's the punchline. That's the end game of Romans 8, okay? You can walk into a dark place. There's no way I can walk into India. And oftentimes, I fly to India on my own. I meet pastors over there, and, and we go, right? They take me into the mountains. They take me into villages where there are zero Christians, and we see miracles. We see the deaf and uh, a blind hear and see. We see the mute speak. We see supernatural things because the Lord said, you're going to India. This is what you're going to do. And I had to embrace the reality that as a new creature, I was unstoppable in the Holy Ghost for what the Lord decreed and declared over my life. He was going to execute it. That's the same promise to Jeremiah. And that's why I don't spend time thinking in fear about what could happen to me. I embrace the fact that the Lord said, go, India is yours. And I'm giving you certain sections of India, okay? And you are going to cause the light to shine into the darkness. That's the end game, guys, of a supernatural prayer life in, in tongues and, and praying in the Holy Ghost, okay? How does that happen? Because... If you go to, um, let's work backwards, Romans 8, 31 and 32, it says, What then shall we say of these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Verse 33, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, not the devil, not fear, not shame. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who makes intercession for us. So when I go to India or I go into a dead church or I go wherever because the Lord sent me there, I know that it is not just me going. It is because the Lord gave vision, he made a connection, and when he sends me, he is also interceding that there'd be awakening in that place, that the dead would rise. So it's not David Cuppet. It is Christ interceding at the right hand of the Father, 
who's interpreting the spirit who prays through me every day, right? So there's an alignment. There is no way I do this stuff on my own. No way. It is not me. I have very little other than to say, I need the Holy Ghost. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost today. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. Before I preach tonight in front of 2,000 people, I am praying in the Holy Ghost because I am going to let the intercessor at the right hand of the Father interpret what the Spirit is in, uh, discerning in my heart and in the place where we are and what Jesus Christ wants to do in that place. Okay? That's what makes you a new creature, guys. That's what makes you supernatural. So continuing to work backwards. Romans 8, verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be that you would be conformed to the image of his son, right? The likes of which never existed before, a new creature, a savior being sent to regions of the world. Verse 30, moreover, whom he predestined, he called and whom he called, he justified and whom he justified, he glorified. So he's actually revealing in promise to you that when you enter into the way of the spirit, not only will your predestined or your or the destiny which was locked in you right way back in ecclesiastes it says that your destiny is locked inside of you not only is your destiny unveiled unveiled your calling is unveiled your justification is unveiled and your new glory and your new glory and your new glory and your new glory is unveiled to the earth you are walking as a new creature when you enter into the way of the Spirit because of the intercessor in heaven interpreting the will and the way of, of the voice of the Spirit, and he makes you supernatural. I'm, I'm, it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. That's what, what Paul was trying to say here. It is so rigged in your favor, but it requires you to lay down the way of man, man's limitations, and bypass every limitation of your heart, bypass every inability, a woeful thought, bypass all that stuff and just say, I'm going to pray in tongues. I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost because it's rigged in your favor. You have the intercessor, Christ, the risen Christ, the one with eyes of fire, burning at the right hand of the Father, waiting for the voice of the Spirit to flow through you. Are you excited yet? Huh? Are you are you literally emboldened yet to pray? Listen, man, it is rigged. Jesus rigged it. He rigged the kingdom in your favor. But you cannot function as a mere man with logical thoughts on what is possible in the earth and step into it. You have literally have to lay all that junk down. You've got to lay all that churchy stuff, churchianity, right? You know, all the things of trying to meet the principles and the things that are taught in church. You have to lay that down. Lay it down. Let me, let me say it to you this way. You can follow a principle, but never overcome and step into your destiny. You can put money into an offering plate and succeed in the world, right? The law of sowing and reaping. If you sow, if you sow, right? You will, Jesus said, you will return. It will return to you. So you can sow and follow a principle, but you can function in a principle and never step into the glory, into the new creature, the likes of which Jesus identified you as to walk supernaturally. And that's the difference between following a principle versus following the Holy Ghost. A lot of churches teach you principle, but 
Very few teach you the power and the way of the Holy Spirit. The power and the way of the Holy Spirit is actually about you laying all of it down and saying, if Jesus Christ was resurrected by the Holy Ghost and he says he sent me the power of the Holy Ghost to baptize me, to equip me to pray supernaturally, that the Spirit of God would pray through me and awaken in me by his voice speaking and responding to me through this intercessor in heaven. Oh my gosh, it's rigged. It is so rigged in your favor. It's not even funny. It's rigged. So the key, guys, is about you setting your mind on the Holy Spirit. Right? When you were born, when you were born in the earth, your mind is set to the things of the earth and the logical limitations of the earth, right? That's that's powerlessness, right? And religion can never break you out of powerlessness. Only the Holy Ghost can. Tongues is a secret weapon that draws the voice of God to speak to you and, and, and make you supernatural. You actually step into the new creature, right, that was locked inside of you when you pray in the Holy Ghost, okay? So when, G when Jesus said to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the word repent is not about feeling guilty. It's actually about changing your mind. It's actually about the revelation that, oh my gosh, holy, oh my goodness. I literally have to lay down the feelings and emotions of brokenness and despair. And I have to embrace and set my mind on this amazing gift called the Holy Ghost. This supernatural, amazing gift that takes Davids and shepherd fields and makes them giant killers, right? That's amazing. That's that's supernatural. He takes uh, teenagers like Jeremiah and says, "I'm going to touch you. I'm pouring my oil on you, and it's through the power of my Spirit, the vision that I give you. You will pray and prophesy. You will do supernatural things." So. Guys, I just, I want to end this today by, my goodness, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you could just wrap your mind, what, what would your life look like if you set aside, laid down religion and routine and just said, you know what, I'm going to spend. If you, if you came to, to this cuppet guy, you unctioned him to pray in the Holy Ghost for hours and you transformed him you sent him on missions you do these crazy things right i mean if you can do it for him you can you do it for me and the answer to that is absolutely yes absolutely i'm not i'm not i'm not special every person has glory has destiny locked inside of them you know, it says, for whom he foreknew, he predestined. He had a plan for your life before the foundation of the earth, right? And you were birthed into a world where you would be tested. That's really what this is about. Will you be like Satan who wanted to do it his own way? Follow, follow, follow and, and try to rule and build, build his kingdom on the earth? Or are you going to do it the way of the Lord 
as, as, as crazy as it sounds, are you going to embrace the way of the Holy Ghost, especially this gift of tongues, which is the launching point of all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? Because if you pray in tongues, he speaks to you. He gives you dreams and visions. And, you know, over the, over the next few weeks, we'll, we'll talk about really a church that has embraced the way of the Spirit and what the, what the church who embraces the way of the Spirit and the use of the gifts is really about, okay? If you can, if you can lay all that down and say, oh my gosh, if, you, if I can get one revelation today is that I need to fall in love with the Holy Spirit, that he is for me and not against me, that he was sent to crush my enemies, that he was sent to pray through me, to supplicate through me. And if I just allow him to do it, what would my life look like? You see, right now, the Holy Ghost is knocking on the door of your heart. He is so knocking on the door of your heart. He's, he's, he's actually asking the question, will you let me pray through you? Will you let me pray through you to unlock who you are in Christ? Will you let me do it? And I just, I believe that's the question you need to answer. You know, will you rearrange and put the Holy Ghost as a priority in your life? I don't care. Listen, I w- I've been a global director for multiple companies over the last 10 years. I've been responsible for 10,000 plus employees. And somehow, some way, the Lord wakes me up. I, there's a drive to pray. There's a need to pray. There's an expectation of, of uh, there's, there's no way I can get through my life any day without the presence of the Lord and making my prayer life or the, the prayer of the Holy Ghost for me, through me and his intention. How can, I, how can I not embrace it? How can I not have that as the priority of my life? I mean, when you say that you have Christ, you've set Christ as your Lord and Savior, have you? Because at the end of the day, the essence of Christ interceding for you on the right hand of the Father is about your literal embrace of the Holy Ghost and allowing the Holy Ghost to pray through you, right? Romans 8, 26, likewise, the Holy Spirit helps in your weakness for we do not know what to pray for as we ought but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is that's christ the intercessor at the right hand making intercession according to the perfect will of god the perfect will of god for your life is to embrace the intercessor christ and the Holy Spirit who searches your heart and prays through you so that the perfect will of God for your life, which is to unveil you, the new creature, to unveil the giant killer that was locked inside of that boy named David. Will you embrace it? Will you, will you literally set aside all of these preconceived worldly perspectives and whether or not you think you have time, whether you don't, listen, man, you don't have time. You don't, you don't have time. You don't have uh, an excuse. You, you don't, there is no other, there's not, there's nothing else that can deliver you and reveal your true identity.
right? I mean, that's the essence of this world. Even if you're successful in this world outside of Christ, it's a fallacy, right? Jesus said that all of this stuff is stubble. It's, it'll, it, it's dead grass. It blows in the wind. It'll be gone. When you leave this earth, successes leave the earth. But what you did for the kingdom, which will only be unveiled as you embrace the Holy Spirit and let this supernatural calling, this supernatural predestiny, this supernatural purpose, this new creature that didn't exist before, the thing that you can't even fathom yet, it will come out if you embrace the way of the Holy Ghost. So I just want to take a few minutes and, and pray. Um, you know, the, the prayer, the prayer um, is, a, is an amazing thing, right? Prayer is something that, man, it changes. So Father, I just pray right now for every person who's struggling with a prayer life. Struggling with, number one, not recognizing the power of the Holy Ghost, not recognizing the supernatural ways of the Spirit and that the Holy Ghost is for them and not against them and that Christ isn't angry for them. But Jesus, the intercessor, and the Holy Spirit right now are drawing people into a supernatural prayer life that the church, that you as an individual would be awakened and the church would be awakened. And that's, you know, guys, this new, this new book that I released called Transfigured, the, the, it, it's about the awakening of the horsemen who will go in and awaken the church, who will, really, who will show the church what it really means to be supernatural and not just a place where you gather and sing Kumbaya on Sundays. It's a place where supernatural believers are laid hands on and prophesied and awakened and they become the next generation of giant killers. Will you do that? You know, will, will you embrace the way of the Holy Spirit? So, Father, I just I just pray for every person hearing right now for the for a fresh baptism. Lord, you said that there would be many baptisms. In the book of Hebrews, you say that there are many baptisms. Lord, I pray that this is a is a next level baptism for those hearing this right now in the Holy Ghost. I pray, Lord, that there would be a burning fire in them to trust you, to trust the way of the Spirit, and that the voice of the Spirit would begin to pray through people. Um, Lord, that they would not just look at tongues as some crazy thing that spiritual people do, but they would realize that Jesus gave people a supernatural weapon to engage the Holy Spirit in battle, and you, Jesus, as the intercessor at the right hand in battle, that the perfect will of God, the predestiny, the calling, the purpose, the new creature that is locked inside of the believer would come forward, Lord, that their calling would come forward, that everything, Lord, that you had planned for their life would be, would be released into them, through them, and around them. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name for the power of the Holy Ghost um, and this burning prayer life to come upon people right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, for those who do not pray in tongues, Lord, I pray right now for a special touch. Lord, I pray that you would lay their hand, your hand on them wherever they are. Lord, that they would begin to burn, Lord, in their belly. Lord, that that presence, your presence would just clothe them, Lord, and the, and the power of 
becoming supernatural would begin to pray through them. Lord, let the gift of tongues come upon them right now that they would pray in tongues and prophesy and step into their destiny. In Jesus' name, Lord, let that come right now in the name of Jesus. Bristi oloro, keshde brayama nama ando bosor la beti, bremene me ende brashila la boso brea, bele le le bede de diana nananata, bede do 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 shola bosola bosala babari ide, shemeno mama ate brashila bosolo brea la la bosa, kerendo boshalo prese potilo bosolo boshamane nita. Prestindo, botando, bule le bebi ala boba ala mama ande ala le epe mota, pende do la boje boba ano, mem de boba la bande bushula bese preshi de vota, crisola, crisola, legindo do stola be ala ba ando bote, brem de bomene, bonde bishala bese. And Father, I pray just as you touched Jeremiah in supplication, Lord, that as the as the people listening and praying, um, uh, engage in the way of the Spirit, Lord. Those who have never had visions, Lord, I pray right now, visions and dreams come upon them. Visions, Lord, the vision of your heart for them. Lord, the awakening of the power of the Holy Ghost in their life. Lord, I pray, come upon them right now. Lord, and I pray that um, the power to prophesy the vision of the Lord would be awakened, Lord, that people would have words of knowledge, that they would have uh, the gift of faith, Lord, to impart and change the, 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 the hearts of the people around them because they receive the vision of the Lord. Lord, I pray that uh, you would cause a burning, Lord, in their heart. Lord, wake them up. Lord, wake them up. Lord, I pray that when people go to bed, if, if they refuse to pray, I pray, Lord, that this uh, that this teaching would ruin their 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 uh, shallowness. I pray that this teaching, Lord, would um, break through their laziness. That they would not be able to find rest outside of the rest of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that they would not be able to lay their head down without hearing you unction them to come pray, come pray, come pray, come pray. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name for that burning, Lord, to pray in the Holy Ghost for hours, Lord, and have encounters in heaven, to be taken to heaven. Lord, um, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would take them to heaven. Show them supernatural things. Show them, Lord, your equipping of them. Show them, Jesus, the ways of the kingdom and the victory over Satan. Show them, Lord, and change their DNA supernaturally by the power of, of touch, by the power of your intercession. In Jesus' name, Lord, let the grace of fervent prayer, Lord, let the grace of fervent prayer and supplication come to them. Lord, let, let the gift of praying in tongues burn in them, Lord, that they could not stop praying with the expectation that the perfect will of the Lord would come upon their life and that this new creature would come forward in their life. Lord, that this giant killer would come out of them. In Jesus' name, 
Shila Laboso, Tole Labasi, Shimbre Babalo, Bosala, Shanente Bocala, Shekilala, Shekobasi, Sheko Te Se Te 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 Diana, Brona Nanana, Babiole Lebiaraba Sote Dia, Meretin Calabe Shinkentelo, Preste, Shiko Lobota, Pink in Delaba, Pink in Delaba, Bado de De Diana Nanjo, Gesto Prakin de Lamane, Jiko Basito, Brapandebo Solobo Talabea. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the School of the Holy Spirit. For more information or to request David at your church or conference, please go to davidcuppet.org, D-A-V-I-D-C-U-P-P-E-T-T dot O-R-G, or fivestonesministries.org. You can also find the School of the Holy Spirit podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Charisma Magazine. For a deeper dive into the Holy Spirit, we encourage you to purchase David's new book entitled Transfigured, The Call of the Horsemen to Awaken the Church, available on Amazon. We pray that you will encounter the Holy Spirit in a transforming way and become all that Christ has prophesied over your life.